You guys sick of that song yet? Sunday Pour, a little different edition tonight. Uh, it's going to be an abbreviated one. I'm riding solo. My co-host has a night off. He is uh, somewhere in upstate New York, I believe. I heard something about wearing matching outfits. Don't get mad at me. Your son is the messenger if you're listening. Something about white shorts. I mean, I can't take chances like that. Every fart would be a roll of the dice. Uh, by, oh, by the way, speaking of dirty assholes, before I uh, get going, they showed a list of notable people from Iowa. Ashton Kutcher is from Iowa. A message for that dickwad. Go wash your ass and then go give your kids a bath, okay? You scumbag. Uh, but anyways, well-deserved vacation nonetheless. And uh, I decided the show must go on. Literally, like a minute and a half ago, Field the Dreams game went final. I mean, what the fuck? Yanks go down 9-8. I'm sitting here most of the night. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's just like a matter of fact loss. Heaney stinks. The bats, they're fine. But still, your pitcher puts you in that kind of hole. What are you going to do? And uh, then the ninth inning happened. I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to start now. I mean, you go from the ultimate high to the ultimate low. Um, you know, you, you, coming into the game, you know the Yanks have their work cut out form. They were actually a plus 170 underdog, which, you know, probably a bad sign. But, you know, the White Sox had a major pitching advantage. Lynn versus Heaney. Lynn's been great this year. Heaney has, you've seen him, <laughs> third star as a Yankee. Uh, you know, White Sox are loaded with all kinds of right-handed hitters. You got uh, Anderson and Abreu at the top of the lineup. You got, you know, Eloy and Luis Robert are finally back healthy. Just wasn't a good spot for Heaney, who, you know, had trouble getting outs against the Orioles and the Mariners, his first two starts. Um, so, you know, I was going to come on here and I was just going to be like, you know what? I'm not even going to be hard on this team. Just go, go out there, go split the next two. You know, I'm not even going to ask you to win the series. Go out there and, and split the next two and then go home. Start taking care of business in your own building. Should I say continue to uh, keep taking care of business in your own building coming off the 5-2 and two homestand? And then the ninth inning happens. They couldn't, they couldn't just let us, you know, couldn't just let us lose in peace 7-4. Even after Judge's dinger against Liam Hendricks, who he apparently owns. If you remember Liam Hendricks, he started the 2018... Uh, wild card game for the A's against us three years ago. Started as an opener. And Judge took him deep in the first inning. Basically ended the game. Uh, so Judge takes him deep. Tyler Wade's playing well somehow. I don't know. Joe Buck said, ah, he's just, he's a baseball player. Uh, all right, Joe, relax. Uh, where was I? Okay, Judge goes deep. Two-run dinger. And then uh, Gallo walks. And Stanton, first pitch, hanging curveball. Hits a dinger into left field, and I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. This is what you've wanted to see all year. I've, I've talked about how the Rays fight. You know, the Rays are constantly down and coming back in games. The Red Sox lineup fights. Even the Blue Jays, you see them over the weekend against uh, against Boston. Springer hits a big three-run bomb. You know, big statement win. It's like, this is going to be our statement win. And the bottom of the ninth... Britain, who has been shaky, you know, we've talked about it on this show. 
He's been shaky all year and uh, gets the first out. And then you knew you knew there was trouble when he walked the nine hitter. Then you're turning over the lineup. You you couldn't face Tim Anderson with a guy on base, and it's just I. I mean, I was I was locked and loaded. The earbuds were in at seven four, ready to come on and do this show. You know what I mean? I was going to talk a little Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams, some James Earl Jones, just you know, reminisce about the movie a little bit. And now I'm just like I'm like a prize fighter. I just took a right hand. I I had a plan, and now it's gone because I just I just took a serious right hand. I mean, whew, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Even for a team who I know isn't going anywhere, it's just you had a chance there. Boston loses today. The division's out. Of, we know the division's done. The division's out of reach. But Boston loses today. You know, you got a chance to even it up. I think even it up with them in the loss column. You get the comeback in the ninth inning out of nowhere. It would have easily been the best win of the season. And uh, Britain just gives up a bomb to Tim Anderson. Literally like four minutes ago. I mean, that was... I mean, it's tough. It's tough. You know, nice to see Miguel Cairo tonight. I will say that, managing the White Sox. Remember him scoring around uh, in that July 1st game in 2004 on Ruben Sierra's double. So it was good to see Miguel Cairo. Um, Brutal loss. Brutal loss. And stupid me, I'm sitting here in the first inning, right? Uh, Heaney retires the first two hitters. Anderson hits a shot that Wade Fields throws him out. Whoever the two hitter is, I don't remember. Mankata, I don't know. I think Mankata's hurt. Whoever the two hitter is, uh, strikes him out. Then he goes up 0 and 2 on a Brayu. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, my stupid brain is like, maybe he can give us a good five innings tonight. You know what I mean? He look, he's he got good stuff in the first inning. If he, he's gonna get through this first inning unscathed, it's going to be, you know, set him up for a few, for, <laughs> before, before the thought could even be registered, Jose Abreu hits a bomb into left, into the uh, corn in left field, um, and, 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 you know, it's just, this is my only request for Heaney, this is my only, only request, because I, I, listen, we all know what he is. And I mean, every fly ball, every fly ball off the bat against this guy has hit 400 feet. I've never seen anything like it. He's like the Incredible Hulk version of Jay Happ. Like this guy, there's no lazy fly balls. There's no like fly balls that Judge come running in, camped under. Everything is a shot. Even Eloy hits a bomb in the third inning. He came up his next at bat and hit a, hit a shot to the center field wall. Gardner's crashing into the wall. Luis Robert, fresh off the IL, hit a shot in the right, uh, right center field gap. This guy, I'd like to know pitchers who, there's got to be a stat for this, pitchers who have the highest exit velo. You got to give me that stat. Highest exit velo uh, off starting pitchers. I fumbled through that, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm getting at. So this is my only request for Heaney. Or for this is for the organization, whoever's making the decisions, Cashman, Boone, whoever. The next time 
His next time up to pitch is going to be either Tuesday or Wednesday. They keep him on normal rest, obviously. Obviously, Tuesday and Wednesday are when the Red Sox are in town. Under no circumstances can he go out there and start one of those games. I'm sorry. He just, he can't, it's not his fault. You got to remember, when Cashman traded for Heaney, Herman wasn't on the IL yet. Cole and Montgomery weren't on the COVID IL yet. So he was traded for more as an insurance policy. He was the sixth guy because you're not going to replace Heaney with Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez has been pretty good. You know? Um, but, you know, he, he all those guys go on, go on the IL out of nowhere, three-fifths of your rotation, he's got to get thrown into the fire. It's just the way it is. You know, it's why you traded for him. He's an insurance policy. You just didn't expect to be cashing in on it, uh, you know, three days after the trade. But you can't you can't throw him against the Red Sox. Those are, and it's ridiculous that the most important games of your season, because the division's over. We, we know you're, you're competing with Boston and Oakland and Toronto now for for the wild card. Um, so those are going to be the biggest games to that point of the season on Tuesday and Wednesday. And it's a joke that you know two of the games are seven inning games, double headers, ridiculous. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, just get, I, anybody, get Garrett Cole back out there. I don't care if he's got to throw left-handed. I don't care if Jordan Montgomery goes out there with a fucking oxygen tank and a hazmat suit. Heaney cannot start. Push him back to the Twins series. I don't care. He'll probably get bombed by the Twins too, but I, you, need, you need to beat the Red Sox. You can't have Andrew Heaney go out there. And uh, I don't want to pick on Heaney because, like I said, he's, you know... And you know what's... <laughs> You know, the crazy thing about Heaney is anybody who plays fantasy baseball, right? You always see Andrew Heaney on uh, on the waiver wire, right? And, you know, he's a high strikeout guy, which people like in fantasy. You're always going to, uh, you always want to try and pick one of those guys up for a spot start against a shitty team, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, you know, Tigers, I don't know. The Texas Rangers right now stink. You're always looking... Uh, you're always looking for that like kind of shitty guy that you can kind of squeeze squeeze one start out of and get a win. So he's constantly on the waiver wire, and you look at him, and he's got a five and a half ERA. And a lot of times, you know, in in baseball, we're a victim of the numbers, right? It, the numbers are glorified in baseball like no other sport. And you look at Heaney, and somehow the numbers don't tell the story with Heaney because he is actually worse than that 5.5 ERA indicates. I mean, watching him pitch, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know what more. It's just a gut punch. And, you know, Britain hasn't been good. You had to go to him. He's, he's the guy with closer experience. You're not trusting Green in that spot. Green is, you know, home run derby waiting to happen. Loisaga, I still, people are going to call up the fan tomorrow and, you know, they're going to be, people are going to, you know, Monday morning quarterback that they wanted Loisaga, but you, you got to go, you got to go down with Britain now. Now going forward, do you try and, you know, do you try and scale back on Britain in those, in those spots? I don't know. The, the only, the only guy you, you could put in the closer spot is Loisaga and I'm just not sure if he's ready for that. Um, 
But Britain's been terrible. I mean, you, they, when he came in, they showed his ERA. I think it was five two eight. You know, he ha- he hasn't been good. Um, but you know, you're gonna you you had to live with Britain in that spot. There's nothing. Uh, what are you gonna do? Shouldn't have walked the nine hitter. As soon as, you, as soon as you walk, I mean, when a closer, I've always said this about Rivera. When he walked the guy, that's how you knew something was off. And I think that goes for a lot of closers. When you walk a guy, especially the nine hitter, bad sign. Bad sign. And first pitch, I mean, it, there was never a doubt. It was nice to see the uh, seats behind the plate filled up. That was probably the most throwback thing about the game, is that the expensive seats were actually filled. Um, yeah, tough, tough. Actually, um, oh, I actually like what they did with the fence too. How you could see through the fence, so you could see like the corn on the other side. I don't know. Thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I was also oh, I was impressed with uh, Kopech on the White Sox. That was my first time watching him pitch. He was in the. Buck mentioned it too. He was in the red the sale trade, I believe. Him and Mancada. His stuff was live. He came in first and second in the sixth inning after we knocked Lynn out. And he got Stanton to bounce out, and then he made Voight and Odor look foolish. His stuff reminds me of like Jabba 07. Live fastball, and then just like you have no chance once he gets ahead in the count with his off-speed stuff. He had that fiery. Uh, he did. He barked a little bit at the umpire. I think he did get squeezed, but whatever. Um, yeah, I actually went back and watched uh, Field of Dreams this week. Uh, I know it sounds like kind of corny, but it's like I, I kind of like fell in love with the movie all over again. It had it, been a while since so I actually sat down and. Uh, since I'd sat down and watched it like front to back. It's a it's a great blend of, you know, the history of baseball and of course science fiction. I mean you have the nineteen nineteen Black Sox scandal. You know, those are guys walking through the corn. That's the real stuff. And then you have uh you know, obviously the science fiction element where the guy's got a voice in his head telling him to build a baseball field. So this team of guys who have been dead for years show up and so he could play catch with his dad at the end. Ray Kinsella. So the deal was, I didn't even realize he was, he was kind of a hippie, him and his wife, like growing up. He talks about, you know, living, uh, going out to the West and he majored in the 60s. <laughs> I think, you know, Ray talks about how... Uh, you know, he had a little bit of a contentious relationship with his dad at the end. That's kind of like the point of the movie at the end, you know, tear jerker, they play catch. You know, his dad is born in Chicago. They move to New York. The mother dies, right, when he's three. Father's a Yankee fan. And Ray, to stick it to his father, becomes a Dodgers fan. So you know what? Maybe your dad wasn't the problem. Maybe you were kind of a dickhead. I don't know. Fucking stupid move, becoming a Dodgers fan. Then he ends up in Iowa, which does tell me he really did love his wife because I think his wife's family was from Iowa, and that's how he ends up there. He buys a farm. I don't buy like a guy who he's 
he's lived on the he's seen the like the best each coast has to offer New York and Berkeley and then he decides to buy a farm in Iowa. I don't know if I'm buying that. But good for him. You know. Nice it was a you know, nice tight cast. You know, he had uh Costner who was coming off of uh Bull Durham. How many how many baseball movies has Costner done? Bull Durham was the first one. Then he came right off of Bull Durham and did Field of Dreams. And then he did For Love of the Game, which was late '90s when he pitches the perfect game. Billy Chapel against the against the Yankees, Yankee Stadium. I think those are the three he's got. But yeah, I mean Costner's very good in it. And then the woman who plays his wife, Amy Madigan, I think I'm pronouncing that right. When I was re- when I was doing the research on her, I did not realize that her uh, her husband is Ed Harris, who we love Ed on Sunday Poor, Apollo 13. He saved you know Jim Lovell's life. Uh, I mean, I was James Earl Jones, that iconic voice. You know, James Earl Jones. What had he done to that point? He done Star Wars, obviously Darth Vader. Coming to America, I guess, was in the 80s somewhere. But, I mean, he's great. Terrence Mann drives cross... Well, not cross-country, but he drives to Boston to hang out with Terrence Mann. Gets him to go to a baseball game at Fenway. And Terrence Mann agrees to drive to Minnesota with him. I don't know. A little bit, a little bit out there. And then obviously uh, young Ray Liotta playing Shoeless Joe Jackson. I don't, I don't want to be a stickler because I'm not the first to bring this up. I'm sure it's been brought up a million times. But, I mean, Joe Jackson batted left-handed. Liotta bats right-handed in it. I mean, it's a science fiction movie. There's, there's a lot. We can, we can live with a little factual error. But it was just, just a little strange. I mean, they, I think Liotta bats righty and throws lefty. And Joe Jackson's the exact opposite. Well, whatever. And uh, you got Timothy Busfield, who not many people are going to know him. If, you, if you're a Revenge of the Nerds fan, you'll know him. Also, when I was looking up Timothy Busfield, I had, I had uh, almost, I had totally forgotten that he plays uh, Lou Collins in Little, Little Big League, the one where the kid, he manages the Twins. It's like that and Rookie of the Year came out back-to-back. One where the kid's the manager of the Twins and the other where the kid's the pitcher for the Cubs. Yeah, so he, Lou Collins is the first baseman in Little Big League. He's the one that's uh, first baseman banging the kid's mom. Griffey robs him at the end, and the kid tells him he could still marry his mother. Nice, nice heartfelt uh, end to that movie. And Burt Lancaster, uh, Hollywood royalty, his final role ever, playing Moonlight Graham. Pretty good, pretty good one to go out on, you know, at that point in your career. You're older. You know, you got one, you got one more uh you got one more bullet in the chamber and you pull off Moonlight Graham. So a uh, nice tight cast. Uh also it could be my favorite baseball movie. I don't know. It could be recency bias too, because I just watched it. But I think I would give it the edge over the natural, you know. I don't know if I can compare it to like baseball. I mean, Major League Two is incredible, but you know, some comedy. It's a little different. It's like apples and oranges. Feel Feel the Dreams is uh, is really good though. I remember. I remember. I mean, I hadn't seen it in so long. I 
I had Field of Dreams on VHS, man. So I, that, this is, you know, I started buying DVDs in the late 90s. This is, I probably had Field of Dreams since like 93, 94 on VHS. So I saw this as like a seven, eight-year-old kid. And of course you catch it on, you know, cable. You catch it on uh, the movie channels and stuff. But it had been a while since I sat down and really, uh, and really watched it. But um, good stuff. So uh, this is, I guess, this has been the unofficial post-game show for the Field of Dreams game. A, uh, I mean, it, no other way to slice it. Devastating. I mean, it's 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 become numbing. They've had so many of these tough losses all year. You know, the uh, the Altuve one before the All Star break. You had a couple of them in Fenway. Brooks Kriske throwing wild pitches all over the place. Uh, you had, you know, Chapman against the Angels at one in the morning, Jared Walsh hitting a grand slam. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just add this one to the list and I guess, you know, they have a lot of tough losses to pick from when they have the, uh, 2021 World Series DVD in October, November. All right. That's it for me. Sunday poor will be back. Uh, should be back Monday night as regularly scheduled, and uh, we will see you then. Take care. Spike your hair.